Good morning. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. More space is devoted to describing the Mishkan, this sanctuary that the Jewish people built in the desert and traveled with them. More space in the Torah is devoted to describing this than any other single subject in the Torah. It covers a span of five Torah portions. Now, without a doubt, it was, and the rebuilt Beit HaMikdash will be, a beautiful and awe-inspiring spectacle. But as we study these portions carefully, and we should try to begin to visualize the actual physical structures that are being described, we begin to notice something very, very curious. And if we have studied, for example, art history and compared different forms of aesthetic experience, we may be able to put that secular learning to good use in appreciating, deepening our appreciation for the Torah in this subject. Consider for a moment this week's Torah portion that describes the garments worn by the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol. They were spectacular. They were multicolored. He was wearing eight different garments. There were jewels of different colors. The threads were each made of different strands of gold and silver and purple and all these different colors going on. I mean, this is not a look of, you know, uh, a beautiful, formal, dark blue suit with a white tie, with a white shirt and a, and a striped tie. I mean, this is just something uh, you would just stare at it. The colors and the components, this little piece and this little piece, and this is connected here and that's connected there. And it's interesting, our rabbis tell us that on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol had to go into the Kodesh HaKadosh and the Holy of Holies, one time a year, he would take off all the gold and he would take off all the silver and he would go in only wearing pure white garments. But that just begs the question for the rest of the year. He was a spectacle. He was, I mean, people would stare. It was something that they would never see anywhere else. So bright, so busy, so many things going on. And the truth is, there is nothing simple in the Mishkan. The style of design is very complex with many elements and many pieces to each element. For example, the Aron, the Ark, does not have one layer. It has three layers. And it's not covered by a flat, simple top, but it's covered by this complex top with uh, th these Keruvim, these, these uh, angel images of angels coming out from the top of it. So many different elements in one object. The menorah, we spoke about the complexity of the menorah. The menorah had 
branches and cups and balls and blossoms. It gets confusing just to read the Torah's description of it. But so many different items. It's the opposite of like a minimalist, uh, simple, pure, clean, straight, minimal menorah. No, no, no. It's got all kinds of doodads and little things on it. The, the coverings on top of the structure were not just a simple cloth. They were multiple pieces sewn together into sections. And then the sections were connected with loops. Almost every element in the Mishkan is either comprised of multiple components in a single object, like the menorah. Remember, it's from one piece of gold, but it's multiple elements within it, or multiple pieces that are connected, like the covering over the building, like the garments of the Kohen Gadol. And everything is represented there. Every color is represented there. Every aspect of the natural world is re represented there. Animals, plants, animate objects, inanimate objects, minerals. Everything is there. To use secular terms, we might classify the style of the Mishkan as Baroque or even Rococo. Very unlike a modern or even a classical aesthetic. What's the message to the style? Why this kind of style in building the Mishkan? So allow me to tell you a personal story. It's kind of a sad story. It's a story that made a deep imprint on me and continues to have a deep impact on my life. This is now over 30 years ago. It was about 30, over 30 years ago. So even before that, I attended Columbia University for my undergraduate work. Columbia University in New York City. I had a wonderful time there. What I learned there, the people I met there, the experiences that I had there are a major part of who I am to this day. When I attended Columbia, there was only a very small Jewish presence on the campus. The times have certainly changed. Now there are hundreds and hundreds of religious men and women who are studying there. But at that time, it was not like that. And <laughs> I have a lot of nostalgia for my college days. I enjoy going back to visit from time to time. I don't get to go back as often as I'd like to. Partially because now my children and now my grandchildren don't grasp why I want to drag them along to show them where I went to college. A number of years ago, so this was about 30 years ago, I went back to Columbia for the day by myself. 
And I went there for work because at that time I was the rabbi of the Young Israel of New Haven, New Haven, Connecticut. And I was also the rabbi of the Orthodox student organization at Yale University. And we, I was considering beginning a program called a Beit Midrash Chavrusa program, which means that you gather a number of people together in a room at the same time, and everyone picks a partner two or three, small group, and everyone is studying the same text, let's say a volume of the Talmud, and they're studying it together with their partner. So instead of listening to a teacher teach frontally the information, the partners are grappling with it themselves. And it's a very empowering method of study, and it's extremely exciting and invigorating. And usually there's someone, in this case, it would be me who's walking around, who would be available to answer a question, who would sit down with a group and ask, have you considered this? Or um, uh, maybe you should think about this? Or how is it going? So someone to help facilitate. But basically, the learning was done partner to partner. And there's this sound that comes of different partners studying in the room. It's 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 a... It's, it's a remarkable and unique kind of study. If you have not engaged in it, I urge you to do so. We should do much more of it here. Hopefully we will. So in any event, um, I was familiar with this kind of learning. This is the standard type of learning that takes place in yeshiva, where I had been for many years. And I had this idea to bring this kind of program, this kind of learning program to Yale, where I was working with my students. And so... I had heard that Columbia had a very successful similar program. And so I went for the day to visit Columbia to see their program in action in order to get ideas and to trade notes. What works for you? Here's what works for us. And in general, it's a really good idea anytime you're trying a new project, a new idea, to try to research other places that are doing it to see what you can learn. And there's always something to learn. You can learn what you want to do. You can learn what you want to avoid. And that's what I did. And the truth is, it was a very successful day. I was able to learn a number of uh, ideas and to trade a number of ideas. The trip was very successful. And Thank God we actually went on to to uh, to establish what became a very, very successful program at Yale. And so it was a good trip. <clears throat> I was at Columbia for about four hours. I arrived in the afternoon to Davin Mincha with their minion. I ate their dinner with a kosher dining hall. I learned in this Beit Midrash program as it was going on, the main reason I was there. I also daven Mariv, the evening prayer with their minion at the end. During that time, about four hours spent with the Jewish community of Colombia. No one spoke to me. 
Well, not exactly. Of the hundreds of people who were there, I saw three people I knew, and they approached me, and we had very warm conversations. Also, during the course of the evening, I approached two students to ask questions, and they responded sweetly and helpfully. But during the entire time that I was there, over a period of four hours, no one came up to me, an obvious stranger, and said, Shalom Aleichem. No one said, Welcome to Colombia. Who are you? What brings you here tonight? There was one exception. One person did actually speak to me. As I was sitting, studying Talmud by myself, a young woman approached and she said, would you mind to move to another table because I have a group that's coming here and we would fit better at this table. If we see someone we don't recognize and we don't say hello to that person, we have pieces, lots of little pieces spread out. It reminds me of the pieces of an airplane after a crash, spread out in a hangar, in an attempt to reconstruct the accident. But that is a scene of destruction. Our job is to join together those pieces. And that is the message of the style of the Mishkan, which is the metaphor for Am Yisrael, the Jewish people. Each of us can be different. Each of us can be distinct. Each of us can have a different appearance, a different skill, a different purpose, but we must be connected in order to be an Am, a people, a nation, to be a structure with strength and sanctity. And the style of the Mishkan teaches us that though we are all these many, many little pieces, Every piece is needed from the ark that holds the Aseris Adibros to the loops that connect the tapestries. If even one piece is missing, off to the side, uninvited, unwelcome, unattached, the integrity of all the pieces and the whole structure is compromised. Every one of us must take responsibility for this. Don't assume someone else will do it. And it's so easy. It's just a word. It's just an expression 
a phrase, and it makes all the difference to a person who is a stranger, who's there for the first time, or who, for whatever reason, considers themselves to be sitting on the periphery of whatever it is that's going on. It's just a word, a phrase, an expression that makes all the difference between loneliness and warmth, between alienation and friendship, between separation and a sense of belonging. As we review the lengthy, detailed Mishkan and see this magnificent image in our mind's eye of how complex and how many different components and many different colors, and they're all joined together. Nothing is simple. Let's remind ourselves not to overlook a single piece of our structure. That's the goal of the Mishkan. Vahaya HaMishkan Echad. The Mishkan will be one. And that's our responsibility to gather, to appreciate, to welcome every piece with no one left out, no one disconnected because it's only then we are one. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.